rejoice in it. Woo! This is a day to rejoice in his goodness. This is a day to come and bring him praise and glory, all the praise that he's worthy of. He's worthy of all of us. He's worthy of every last drop of praise that's on the inside of us. If there's more left, you haven't poured it showing me things. So we get here at nine, so we start drinking super early, right? We start just getting getting in the flow, getting in the flow. Sometimes it starts out um, quiet, and we're chill, and we're just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes it just starts out, you walk in this place, and the fire is burning, and it's just time to jump right in, right? So we don't know what God's going to do. Amen? But that's why, like, when praise and worship starts, we don't need a few songs to warm up, because we're already warmed up. <laughs> We're already in. So this morning, the Lord was just revealing to me, and I was just praying out about, you know, um, we need to be more conscious and more aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing than conscious and aware of ourselves. Because when we're more aware of ourselves, we're literally hindering the Holy Spirit from moving in our life. So we have to cut out. Yes, we need to be aware. Like, we need to have good breath, and you know what I'm saying? We need to you know, wear deodorant and stuff like that. But we need to not be so aware of our 
like all of these details of trying to be something when we just need to be yielded to the flow of the Holy Spirit. God created us. We are created beings. We did not create ourselves. The only part that God gave me is, is my will. Other, I'm, other than that, I'm fully created beings. We are fully created beings, right? Created by God. But we get in the way when we start wanting to, like, be in control and have it this way and this way and thinking about ourselves and this and how it's all going to work. And God's saying, let go and be more aware of the Holy Spirit. Be more aware of utterance and unction that is on the inside of you 24-7. You're, you're always anointed. You're never not anointed. Even when you have bad morning breath, and you can barely even get out of bed, you're still anointed. The Holy Spirit is still on the inside of you. And so being aware of him, being aware of what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, and stepping into his flow is such freedom. And it's not just freedom for you. It's freedom for somebody else. It's being free so somebody else can be free. Amen? And that's why we endeavor to have an atmosphere in this church of Holy Spirit freedom. And I just was seeing this morning in prayer, if every single one of us at all times follows the Holy Spirit in awareness to him, nobody's going to be out of order. Nobody's going to be out of line. God has divine order. It's divine order by his spirit. But he's not going to let you stay in your itty-bitty little comfort zone of just thinking about you, yourself, and I, and this and that and that all the time. He is going to call you to step out of that place into boldness in the spirit. Amen? So that's what that was. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, that's it. That's awesome. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Listen, when you realize the spirit of God that's on the inside of you and you awaken to this, you come to a realization of this. And I know each one is at a different place of revelation concerning the power of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. When you understand this, and you get up out of bed, and your feet hit the ground, alarms go off in hell, saying, Pastor Hannah's awake, Pastor Shane is awake, Pastor Nella, she's awake, Donna's awake, Lonnie's awake, come on, Sebastian is awake, come on, Kendra is awake, beep, beep, beep. Demons are running into each other and falling on the ground. They don't know what to do. Because you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. You know that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That was kind of weak. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
When you have the revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory, when you have the revelation of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, the enemy is not going to be able to shake you around like a rag doll. He's not going to be able to pull strings on you like Pinocchio. But you're free. You're free. And you're no longer living the lie that the enemy lied to you about. But you're living in the truth of his word. Because you have revelation. You have an understanding. And that's why it's important that you meditate on the word of God day and night. That you do not let it depart from your lips. But you speak it and you utter it and you decree it yourself. You speak it. You utter it. You decree it yourself. Yes, you can listen to the scriptures. Yes, you can listen to healing scriptures. Yes, you can listen to other men of God. But ultimately, it's got to come out of your mouth. You've got to speak it. You've got to decree it. You've got to open the word for yourself and just instead of listening to the next great little thing, revelation that somebody else had. No, you get your own revelation in God. You get yourself, you can see a better picture of Jesus when you're in the word yourself and hungry and pressing in and marking up your Bible or your iPad, your tablet. But be sure to have a paper Bible. Be sure to have a, a good paper Bible, a nice leather one. Yeah. If you don't have one, go get one. Amen. A good one. Yeah. A, a Spirit Found Life Bible is a great one. It's got great notes. Um, if you can handle the King James, then um, the Finnis Dake Bible is an awesome one as well. Tons of notes that you can follow and go through, but you're still going to have to dig in yourself and speak the word and take the word when God highlights it to you, grab a hold of it and begin to decree it and begin to declare it. Amen? Because this is how you're going to live strong in God. This is how you're going to live a life as an overcomer. Is being, to be one that continues to speak the word of God. And no matter what, listen, you might see something else in the natural. But you keep grabbing a hold of the word of God and you keep speaking it. And you'll watch these things be shifted and moved before your very eyes. But you don't whine, you don't complain. If it doesn't look like it's, it's changing, it's changing. Trust me, because the God's moving in the spirit realm, you may not see in the nat- with your natural eyes, but if your spiritual eyes would be open, you could see the demons getting crushed. And you could see things taking place as you decree the word of God and declare the word of God over your life. Literally, your dendrites in your brain begin to change. And, they, and your mind's renewed. Amen. 
That's why it's important that you take the word of God and renew your mind to his word. Your mind is transformed. It's changed. And then you be, start to be crazy in God and excited about the things of God because you're being transformed. You feel the word at work in you. You, see, you know that the word is working in you. It's transforming your life. It's changing your life. You're looking more like Jesus. You're walking more like Jesus. You're smelling more like Jesus. Are your older brother? Amen. And of course, then you look like your father too, because Jesus said, if you've seen me, then you've seen your father also. So you're looking like Jesus. You're looking like the father because you're, you're, you're a son. You're his son. That means you ladies as well. Amen. We have to be the bride, so you get to be a son. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I command every sickness that has tried to touch your body and every disease, every addiction, everything that has been sent from hell to buffet you, to try to knock you off your course, to easily beset you, I bind it in the name of Jesus. We do not permit it, but we command perfect health, perfect healing, perfect freedom in the name of Jesus over your life as his child. You're his child. You belong to him and you walk in that complete freedom in the name of Jesus. I speak it right now. I decree it in the name of Jesus. It is done. In the name of Jesus. For by his stripes you were healed. He was crushed. And he was stricken. And he was smitten. Because of our diseases. Because of our iniquities. Because of all of those things. He took that. So you don't have to carry it. You don't have to have even the residue of it. In the name of Jesus. I decree even the residue. Removed off of your life. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember the word that Pastor Hannah just gave earlier. To not be all self-conscious. But be aware of the Holy Spirit. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Be aware and conscious of your born-again self. Amen. Your new man. Who you are. Who the Bible says that your new man is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's no longer you that lives, but it's Christ that lives within you. And the life you now live in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God. You live by faith in Christ Jesus. You look like him because you've put on the Lord Jesus Christ. The moment you accepted the sacrifice of his blood and accepted what he did on Calvary's cross. And you've seen the sin, the sickness, and the disease. And all the junk laid on him that he bore 
But then you died with him and then you rose with him in the newness of life because you're one with him by the power and agency of the Holy Spirit. He regenerated your spirit, man. And now you look like Jesus. You're now a son of God. You are an overcomer. Because who can be against you when God is for you? We surely know that the Lord was for Jesus, right? Because he raised him from the dead. So since he was surely for Jesus, he's surely for you because he sees the blood applied. He sees Jesus. When he looks at you, he sees his son. Amen. He sees his son. (laughs) thank you jesus he's the head we're the body i wasn't trying to go there but this is it's just revelation for y'all for us all to live and walk in a greater revelation when he sees you he sees the son so walk like him so talk like him so act like him Don't step outside of the realm of the sun. But stay in the confines of who he is. And his word. And his truth. You may have made mistakes. Don't let the devil beat you up. You run back in. You run right in. And you stay there. And you stay clung to him. Infused within Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word will transform your life. The word transforms you. When you couple the word and prayer together, great power is released. When your heart of faith decrees his word and prays his word, declares his word, When you pray by the Spirit and the Spirit is giving you words to decree and declare. There's a great power that's released from heaven. Where he said that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be Loosed in heaven. So whatever you bind, arrest, do not permit. Will not be allowed in heaven. You're backed up by the authority of heaven. Because Jesus previously said before that passage of scripture... That I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Those keys are the authority that he's given his church. That he's given to you as his child. By birthright, you've been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And there's great authority that's released. But you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it with your whole heart. You have to trust him. 
and take him at his word. And you'll see the authority exercised in your very life. We hold that ground. Jesus. And he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The gates of hell should not prevail against you because you're of his church. You're of his body. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Gerber baby trying to steal the show. <laughs> what a cutie. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> His spirit's inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the same spirit. Matter of fact, God breathed into Adam. He formed him from the dust of the ground. To me, that's a miracle in itself because I've played with dust before. You can't form dust. It just wants to... So that was pretty powerful there, just that he formed us. <laughs> All right? He formed man from the dust of the ground. And he, he breathed in him. Now you look up that word and it meant his spirit. He breathed his very spirit, who he is. That's why we were made in his likeness. Yes, we were made in his image, but we were made in his Likeness because he breathed his very self into man. He breathed his own spirit that was in him into man. DNA of God. That was lost when they disobeyed him and they took the fruit of the tree. Now, I don't know that the tree, uh, the fruit of the tree had uh, power in itself to do it. It was the disobedience. Yes, yes. So you can eat apples. It's okay. <laughs> that was what everybody draws. We don't even know if it was an apple. But this, it was the disobedience. It was the act of disobedience. It even looked good to eat. Sin looks good. It looks pleasurable for a moment. The Bible even says it's pleasurable for a moment. Because if it wasn't, nobody would be sinning. Nobody would be living. Everybody would be serving the Lord. It's pleasurable, but in the end...
It's the stinking, rotten death. The worm that does not die. The fire that is not quenched. And it's eternal. But once the enemy gets his meat hooks in people with the sin, that pleasurable sin, it's pleasurable for a season. You see, and that's what the enemy does. He, he takes and throws out counterfeit stuff. You know, the alcohol, the drugs, all this stuff is counterfeit to the real encounter with God, the, the experience of the joy. And you don't get messed up like what drugs will do, like what, what alcohol will do, like what well, even cigarettes and all the different things that are out there that are pleasurable. There's an addiction to it. I mean, I can, we can go as far as coffee. Yeah, I'm going to step on your toes. I'm going to step on my own toes. Right? An addiction. Right? Now, I'm not telling you, hey, you know, stop drinking coffee. You're going to hell if you drink coffee. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But it's all pleasurable for a season and for a moment, but then what it is is then destruction comes. Things come. Stuff happens, you know. I mean, anything that we allow to overtake our life and to consume us cannot be a good thing, right? Too much of just one thing can, can be. The only thing that you can have too much of, you can't have too much of, is the Holy Spirit and His Word and relationship with God, that encounter with God. Amen? But these things, now I'm just talking now, I'm just talking about sin. But these things are enticements for a while, but then they just, they come and they destroy, they wreak havoc. It's pleasurable for a moment. But yet here we have the true, the real, the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's everlasting and it's amazing. We have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I mean, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to try to experience the joy that we get to experience in God's presence. There are people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get peace. Like we get to have peace in God. There are people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars to have joy. That just like I already hit the joy through entertainment, but here we get to have it for free, in a sense. You only got to lay our life down, amen. But it's worth it because we get His life, we get His Spirit, we get His anointing. We have his encounter. We're, we're, we're confident. We become confident because of our father and we know our father loves us and that he won't ever not love us. There's like a confidence. He'll always love us. Now he'll correct us because he loves us and that's a good thing to transform our lives. Amen. So we have the image of the Son. We, we have taken the image of the Son, Jesus. I did not lose my place. I know where I'm headed. I'm just following the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
So you have the image of the sun. When you have the image of the sun, you have his authority. You have the keys. You can pull up to the retina scanner and just step up and go, oh, Jesus. (laughs) You have the authority. Because he gave you the use of his name. That means the power of attorney. At the use of the name of Jesus. So use the name of Jesus in faith. And the greater revelation that you have of Jesus on the inside of you, the greater understanding that you have of the Holy Ghost and Heavenly Father, that he's made his home on the inside of you, that relationship that you grow in with him, right? What happens is then there's a great authority that's released because you know who's backing you when you use the name of Jesus. That's why it's so important that you spend time with the Lord with just a mano a mano with him and you. And then you come together with the body of Christ and do not forsake the assembling of ourselves, but come hungry, ready, thirsty, receive from the Lord to grow iron sharpening iron. That we provoke one another towards love and good works. Amen? But even Jesus said out of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in in the secret place. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who is who sees in secret will reward you openly. The reward of the secret place prayer is an open reward. That reward for being with him is an open reward. You Cannot go wrong in taking time to be in his presence, in his word. You'll find the more like, man, I need to be there more. Amen. You can do more in the realm of prayer than you can in your own strength. Now, yes, there is that time where we got to get up and do and walk out that obedience of the instruction of what God speaks to us in that place. Amen. But you still keep going there. Jesus kept going there. He kept going to a, a secret place. He kept going to into the wilderness. That was a secret place. For Peter, he went on top of the housetop while he was waiting for, for dinner. And he had a vision that salvation was also for the Gentiles. And then not only that, then he was told, there's, there's men coming from Joppa. They're coming. And they're going to ask you to go with them. I mean, right when they're done. Like right when he's done. They're, 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 here they are, banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun, spirit-filled living. 
He wants his people living in this realm and walking in these things. Well, the reward of that is this time of secret, being in that secret place with God. And then he has an open reward, really, right? God used him to reach and began to be the first to go to the Gentiles. And they not only did receive salvation, but they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They received the promise of the Holy Spirit. That wasn't just for the Jews only, but also for the Gentiles. Because this is why he was still speaking, the Holy Ghost came upon him. Amen. So grab a hold of the word of God and begin to decree it over your life. Get alone and, and carve out time in the day. If you got a set of time, like this is when I'm going to go and this is, and I'm not letting anything stand in the way of me be able to spend time with my heavenly father, then you do it. Because what's going to happen as a result is you're going to rise up to the man of God, the woman of God he's called you to be. Period. You go to the Lord in secret and pray. Now, listen, you can't just pray and pray and pray and then just disobey. Pray and disobey, pray and disobey. Pray and he's speaking to you what to do, but then you're not doing it. Because he's going to keep telling you to do the same thing. What you get in pray, you got to then begin to do what he's telling you to do. Amen. Amen. But you, this is what Jesus said. He said, but you, because he's already doing it. (laughs) But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in in the secret place. He's in the secret place. Your room isn't the secret place. That's, that's a secret place naturally for you. But the secret place, you can only go there by being washed by the blood of Jesus. The secret place is where you just come and you just start pouring your heart out before the Lord. It's that communion. Communion. It's a place of communion with Father. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He'll reward you openly. Now, now I'm going to just turn to Luke chapter 11. You know, last Sunday we touched on the fact that every revival really comes through people of prayer. Whether it's one man or woman that really, I mean, just locked in with the Lord Jesus and just said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me kind of attitude. And prayed it through and saw revival in their region or their church and, and the different things. Now, we have the Spirit of God. What people would probably say, there's revival. The Spirit of God moves, but 
really, we always are pressing in to know God more. What does it mean? What does revive? Think about the word revival. It means to revive something, right? So, so I believe most of you are already vived in this house. <laughs> You're vived. <laughs> Revived means you're dead and you need to be brought back to life. Now, if you're dead, I will have an altar call and we'll pray for you to be spiritually awakened. Amen? But revival, in every revival, there's a real repentance that comes into place. There is a repentance. You break, you pour your heart out before the Lord. You're repenting. You're calling out to God. Amen? And if you need to repent here today, it's a av- revival is available for you right now. Because the Spirit of God is in the house. The anointing of God is in the house to set free, to deliver. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But what, you, what, what, what's after revival? Okay, you've been revived. Then are you going to just kind of slip right back in? No, you, you got to get your butt to prayer. And stay in fellowship with Heavenly Father in relationship with Him. We can't keep doing the same thing, the same thing. You get revived, you get touched in a revival meeting, all this. It's great, it's awesome. Praise God. But now you have to continue in Him. In relationship and fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Then you keep the vive going. (laughs) The life of God, the life of the Spirit, you keep the life of the Holy Ghost burning on the inside of you. You keep yourself white hot. You keep yourself burning for Jesus. You just take the word, man. It just makes me think of like the old... Steam locomotives and, and you got the big burly dude with the coal just, just taking and, and throwing it in the fire. But that's what you do to yourself, man. You just, you take the word of God and it's just like you're loading in that coal in the fireplace of your heart. The word so that there's a roaring hot, white, hot, holy ghost fire that's burning on the inside of you. That no demon, demonic fly can land on you because you're so hot in Jesus and nothing can douse it out they can try to spray water on the on the thing but but it's encased inside and it's burning and it's literally the moment the water tries to touch you it's evaporating before it even touches you this religious wet blanket catches on fire because Jesus is burning brightly on the inside of you that's the secret place prayer that's what the secret place prayer will do to you When you really come in contact with him in that place, with father in that place, that's where you're going to mature. That's where you're going to grow. That's where the things that have just so easily beset you begin to fall away. They begin to fall off because you finally got your gaze locked onto Jesus. You finally got your gaze locked onto the word of God because Jesus is the word. You get your eyes locked on, not just the word J-E-S-U-S, which is awesome. We put that there. But the word of the Bible, which has been written unto for us to take and receive and mature and be nourished spiritually. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So things that, that, that you look at in your own life that you have not been happy about, you just keep grabbing a hold of the word and say, no, this is what the word says who I am in Christ. And I'm not letting go. I'm not quitting because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to just keep getting you just to looking at where you're failing instead of looking at where you have the victory in Christ Jesus. You're dead, but now you're alive in Christ. Your life is in him. Amen? Well, that place of prayer, being with the Lord, is what's going to keep you living in vive. The word in prayer. So now it came to pass here in Luke chapter 11. They, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he ceased, when he stopped praying, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, now listen, this is not a prayer that we just pray now around the dinner table that everybody says together in a kind of a, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For as we also forgive everyone who's indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Because that's not connecting with Father in a secret place. That's just praying a prayer that you're just repeating really quite quick. And, and, and you've memorized it because that's what you were taught when you were a child. That that's what you prayed. And then that was it. Now, this can be a good prayer. Don't get me wrong. If you pray it in faith, yeah, this is a good prayer. When you pray it in faith. This is the word Jesus spoke this. So I'm not making fun of that. But what I'm doing is I'm coming against that religi religiosity of constantly. Listen, it's when, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Really, you're just saying, you're just praising God. That's what Jesus says. You're praising God. You're magnifying God. You're giving God glory. That's what he's saying. So when we come to him, give God glory. When you come before him, God, you're amazing. God, you're awesome. I know that it might look like everything's crazy around me, but God, I know that you are God and you're above every circumstance and situation. God, you are holy. God, you are amazing. I love you. I mean, even David had it to the point where though he slay me, yet will I serve him because of how amazing he is, because he's God. Then he said, your kingdom come, your will be done. His kingdom has come into us through Jesus. But then there is a time where his kingdom is really coming down. The new Jerusalem. And we will behold it and we will see it. That's going to be totally awesome. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Yeah, we'll carry out what you want us to do. And we will go for the precious fruit of the earth. But come, Lord Jesus, come. Then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done through me and through my life as it is in heaven. Your will be done. And then in others, and then in the nation, and in your church, amen, in this church, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. Thank you, Father, for providing all of our needs. Thank you for supplying to us what we have need of and that we can accomplish what you have called us to, that we're not in lack in Jesus' name. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Do not lead us into temptation. So forgive, forgive. If you have audit against anyone, immediately forgive. Forgive them. You'll always have opportunity to forgive. (laughs) Offense is always out there. It's always waiting to have a landing strip to land in your heart, in your life. So forgive. And then forgive those who have sinned against you. And Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then, Lord, I thank you that you keep us. Greater is he. Greater are you, Father, that's in me than he that is in the world. Thank you, Father, that I stay away, that I'm delivered from all temptation. You've not given given me any. You have not tempted me. And I thank you, Father God, that you've provided a way of an escape through the Holy Spirit by living through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, as we know those scriptures, you know, he has allowed no temptation to be too strong that you can't handle. And the other one is that the Father has provided a way of an escape from, from every temptation. Well, what is, that, what is that way that he provided? Living by the life of the Spirit. Because he said, if you live by the Spirit, you're not fulfilled the lust of the flesh. So just stay in him, stay, go to him in that secret place prayer. Spend time with him in the word. Spend time in prayer and fellowship, amen? But let's continue because, you know, we're continuing. We want to see God do mighty things in our lives, amen? I believe that everybody wants to see God do mighty things in your lives and you can testify of the mighty things that he has already done. So praise him and thank him. Don't become so discouraged. You're like, why? It's not happening fast enough. Lord, no, it's, going, it's happening. He's promised it. It's his word. He promised that if you were praying in secret, he would reward you openly. It's a promise of his word. So continue to stand on this and know that you're going to receive your reward. Luke 11 and verse 5, he says, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer, 
from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and I'm in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give it to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now, Jesus shared this parable before salvation because I know if I go to Pastor Shane's house at midnight and bang on his door, he'll actually get up and probably give me food. So that, that, that example really won't work very well. Now, Nell, on the other hand, may not. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm giving to her. I'm in bed. She, she just go, 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 take care of her. Yeah. So. But we've seen what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the persistence of the friend. He says he's going to give it to him because of his constant persistence. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. As many as he needs. What is Jesus saying? He's saying that in prayer, you need to stay persistent. You don't just come in once in a while and every once in a while when you feel like it or, or or when you're in all of a sudden trouble and you need help. Yeah, that's the only time you come to him in prayer. No, you want to have a daily where you're coming before the Lord daily, maybe more than once daily. Yes, more than once daily. You'll pray about everything. Where me and Hannah, Pastor Hannah, will be talking, and she just mentions we could just be talking about somebody, and immediately we're praying for them. We're just praying for them. We'll keep talking about somebody in the, in the house, in the church, like just what a blessing they are and, and the different things. And we're like, well, let's pray for them, and we'll pray for them. Because there's great power in it. There's strength. We have the word of God that says to pray for the saints. To intercede for the saints. I think sometimes why the church isn't as strong as it could be is because there's not as enough prayer going up for the saints. Why a minister might fall is because there's not prayer going up for, that, for, the, for the men of God, the woman of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we got to pray for everyone. Yeah. 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 There's prayer that goes up for everyone. Yeah. This, listen, this is Bible. Well, I thought revival was swinging on the chandelier and going crazy and running around. We have that. That's, that's a touch of the Holy Ghost and power. I mean, you still got to live the word out. Because if I were just to run around over there, if I were to go on, on Tuesday when the driver's license place opens and go sit in there and just start laughing hysterically and just going crazy, they're like... Yeah, they'd be calling KMH. <laughs> we have to live out the word of God to people. Now, we go in there and release the anointing, and they fall out and hit the joy and the fire and crying out and delivered. Then they're like, what's going on? Because you came with power. You came with the anointing. Amen. 
And he says here at verse 9, we're going to continue. It says, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. That's so powerful. Jesus didn't say ask, and maybe, hopefully, it might come someday. Maybe. I don't see where it says that. Every time I read the word of God, it says... When you come to the Father asking anything in my name, it, he says, it shall be done. Yeah. But one of the keys that he would always say before a lot of that is if you do not doubt in your heart. Well, if there's doubt, then that means you've got to get to know the Father. And come into relationship, the secret place prayer. The secret place prayer will help really deal with doubt and unbelief. Yep. Yeah. Because you're going to encounter him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe you go in, you're, 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 it's all new and you come in the first time. Maybe you feel something, but it's not like, wow, woo, you know. You start coming in more and more. Yeah. And he, the fire of God will rage on the inside of you. The power of God will touch you. You start feeling growth taking place. You feel that, like, yeah. man, I'm changing. Something's yeah. happening on the inside of me. My mind thinking, all of this is, is, is changing. Amen? So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Right? It's given to you. Say, it's given to me. Seek and you'll find. Say, I'll find it. it. Knock and it will be opened to you. Say, it's going to be open to me. For everyone who asks, receives. So you receive. And he who seeks, finds. That means you find You find it. And he who knocks, it's going to be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? I don't think I've ever had given a rock to my children because when they come to me asking me to feed them. I didn't ever just take a plate and set it down here and then put a rock on it. I would have had weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Especially when all four of them are hungry. Four boys. Teenage boys. They wouldn't take me seriously if I really did it. But as a joke. But, I, but I've never done that. Never even thought to do that. I want my kids to eat. Maybe sometimes when they start eating everything, I'm like, okay, chill out. <laughs> no. No. But no, we usually, usually like, Hannah's kind of got her, Pastor Hannah's, you know, really got her dad kind of thing, you know, like, eat up, eat up. Eat more. Because our God is more than enough. Amen. So if a son asks for bread... From any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? For if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? No. 
I wouldn't even want to handle the scorpion to try to hand it to them anyway. But it wouldn't happen. So if you then, being evil, knew how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts in comparison to our Heavenly Father, us being evil, in comparison, right? But thank God we have the blood and we got Jesus. We have the Father within us. That's been removed. But he says, if then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Listen, we got the Holy Ghost. That's all you need. Because understand this, when God spoke, the Holy Spirit was brooding the face of the earth and he moved and it was created. Holy Ghost is, that's all you need, the word of God and the Holy Ghost and God on the inside. You speak what you need, you declare it was going to be given to you. He wants us to be like him. We're to live and walk like he walked. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, if everyone here makes a decision to be, go to the secret place in prayer, the level of the anointing in the house the power of God in the house, when we come together, will increase Absolutely. exponentially. Absolutely. You know what's unfortunate with some ideas that people have for revival? They want to go from place to place to place to find revival, but they, all they need to do is get on their knees in prayer to encounter and just burn for Jesus. And then you'll see a revival. Happen through your life. We see revival happen in this house. We see revival take place in people's lives. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Earl came in hungry, thirsty, looking for God to move, do something. He found revival here. He was revived. You know? The Lightfoots. You know, you guys came, and then you brought your family too. And received a refreshing and a revival. Miracles, healings taking place in your body. That's revival. That's an awakening. That's just like... It's Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, if everyone makes that decision and locks in, and and I mean just really locks in, I'm spending time with my Father every day in prayer, and I'm going to go before him, take your Bible with you, and spend time in the Word and prayer, and see. He knows you have work, but when you come home, maybe you wake up a bit earlier, those things, you find that time that you're going to spend time with God, even if it's a lunchtime. I remember when we were at the surfer house, me, uh, 
Pastor Josh, Pastor Shane. I remember we'd go in and then we, like at lunchtime, we'd just crack open our Bibles and we're just reading our Bibles. It, we had the, the, our, our headphones on, Walkmans, cassettes, cassette Walkmans. Leilani, do you know what a Walkman is? No? It's, it's a cassette. It's like, you ever see a cassette tape before? Okay, you put that in and you push play and it like sits on your hip. Huh? And it's cord and you have a cord that goes up to your ear and you play and you listen to it that way. <laughs> Amen. But we would have the word, but we bust open the word and just pray, just, just spend time in the word and, and then go right back to work. Spend time with God, feed, just stay in that place of the spirit. Then come, bring that hunger and bring that thirst, bring what you got, bring the supply you got in the secret place prayer here. And watch what God will do in and through you. You have to make the decision. There's nothing else more important. Jesus is all you got. He's, he's everything. He saved your life. He brought you out of darkness into his glorious light. So give him it all. You can have it all, Lord. You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my Take this life and breathe on this heart. Thank you, Jesus. I knew once I could start it, somebody can finish it. <laughs> and that's something I'm praying of. <laughs> Supernatural memory over songs and stuff. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Holy Spirit's yours. The Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and power. It's all yours. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is yours. Every promise in the word of God is yes and amen. It is yours by birthright. Not by anything that you did the only thing that you did was make a decision to accept the birthright, to accept it, and to then be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now you get to walk in it. It's yours. Everything is yours. Everything. Because that doesn't have the effect when I hold it up. This has a Everything in it here is yours. Every promise is yours. And every wicked thing is not yours. That happened to those who are wicked in the Bible. <laughs> but every promise is yes and amen. Because you are righteous. But those things that happened to the wicked were warnings. There were warnings to just serve him with your whole heart. To give your life to him fully surrendered and yielded it. Okay, so the word has been brought forth. Now, you have a choice to, to make right here from this point forward that you're going to spend time Amen. with Heavenly Father in the secret place. Yes. 
when you do it, you'll see the victories that you have been believing God for as you continue to remain faithful. Because he's faithful to fulfill his promises. He's faithful to fulfill his word. It will happen, not maybe, but it will happen, period. Because Jesus has spoken it. And beyond that, there is no contestation. There's nothing to contest it. There's nothing. There's no other thing to contest it. The devil will try to contest what has been spoken by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But he has no authority over what Jesus has spoken. So when you go in to what he has spoken and what he has promised you and you begin to be a doer of it. You will be blessed and you will have these things that have been promised through his word. Amen. I'm telling you, even in your subconscious, get out the doubt. Every little lie, that little thing, that little tape recorder that's going off in the back of your mind. That just, and then it tries to play it again, and tries to play again. That little voice in the background that is not God, you take authority over it, you cast that thing out. That thing that's saying that that you're not going to get it, or this is going to happen, or these things, or, you know, like, if I do this, then this will happen. No! If you live his out his word... You're going to have the promise of what he has promised you. The blessing, his power, his anointing, his spirit, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will back you up. He's yours. No more self-conscious. No more being self-conscious of yourself and all these things. We've got to rip, let the Holy Ghost rip it out. Let him burn it out of you. No more being worried about what if this and what if that? What if I this or what if I that? What if I fail here? What if I fail there? What if just nobody comes? What if this or that? No. If you've been before the Lord in a time of prayer, in that secret place prayer, he's going to reward you openly. You'll have a relationship with him and whatever you pray for in faith, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Still early? It's still 945. <laughs> 845. <laughs> That's right. Still 845. Amen. How many doers are in this house? It's time to pray. I'm not saying that. I know those here, they pray. Don't get me wrong. We got a lot of powerful Holy Ghost prayers in this house. But I know that the Lord is calling up more. Amen. He's calling there to be a life laid down more to the, 
this place of prayer that he's called you to because he's got great things that he wants to do, but it's going to require obedience on our part our, as the body to do and live like Jesus walked. Amen? Yeah. This is what Jesus did. He went to the secret place to pray. And of course, we saw that he, he did great things <laughs> as a result. Amen? And so will you. Because Christ Jesus is in you. And again, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Hun, do you have anything you'd like to add? Or just share? Just It's in your spirit. Here, come here. I want you to... I guess just the only thing that is in my spirit is that I just feel that we need to pray for our family members yeah. that are going to hell, <laughs> that are on their way to hell, yeah. that they won't go to hell. I, that's honestly, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people believing for a lot of things, but seriously, we don't want anybody Amen. to go to hell. Yeah. It, and I just, when you were ministering, it's like, that's, you know, we need to stand in the gap for our families. We need to yeah. stand for those that are not... Just don't get it yet. So, yeah. okay. Cool. Are you guys ready? Yeah. You guys just lift up your loved ones to the Lord, and we're yes. all going to come in agreement with each other. I'm in agreement with you. You be in agreement with me. And none of our loved ones and, the, and our family members, we speak their names right now in the name of Jesus. And they are not going to go to a devil's hell. In Jesus' name, we make our stand. We come this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask, seek, and knock. We come to you and we thank you for the authority that you've given us, Lord, to stand in the gap for those that just don't see. They don't see. Their eyes are not opened right now to see the path that they're going on, that it is not leading them to the path of life. But, Lord, you know where there's an open door in their heart. You know where there's an open door in their mind. You know where there's an open door in their life, Lord. And we ask you by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to be persistent with our loved ones, Lord. Send laborers across their paths, Lord. Use us. Use nature. Use circumstances. Use whatever you need to use to open their eyes and to draw them to you, to your side. We speak salvation over our family. We speak salvation over them in Jesus' name. That they will, that the chains will break and be destroyed. And those things that are binding them and keeping them back from truly serving God, they are broken today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for a childlike faith to arise within their heart, to arise within their lives, Lord. Thank you for a hunger to arise within them to say, I need God. I need more. This life is not satisfying me. This life is not fulfilling. We pray for a repentance to come upon them, that they would be so utterly aware of their sin, utterly aware of where they're going and what's happening, and that they would find repentance and forgiveness in your presence, Lord. Lord, we pray for a relationship to grow, that they would know relationship and not religion, not religion, Lord, but they would come into a relationship 
with God Almighty as true sons and true daughters in the faith. We stand before him, we knock, and we have not, and we knock again, and we are not willing, and we do not permit our family members to go to hell in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you that you hear us when we, when we cry out and when we pray. And when we decree and when we declare, our voices are heard. Our petitions are heard. And we will have those things that we requ- 